The holidays are an interesting time, especially when it comes to working on yourself and working on changing your habits and changing your thinking around nutrition, around your boundaries, around your self-worth. And not even just going back and maybe interacting with some family members that could be hard for you, but also the world at large right now. There is a lot of energy where things that are serious and things that are actually problems for people are brought up in a joking manner, like how there's all of these memes about overeating on Thanksgiving as if that's something that only happens that day, and if that's something that's a fear for you, as if that's not present in your life on other days, or how we have all of the pressure around changing your life in January, and we are not actually given any good tools, and we are just given a lot of shame. So starting with this podcast, we are starting a holiday eating themed series And my main goal with this is to take some of the pressure off that you are feeling right now. And whether you are celebrating or you want to celebrate or maybe you have decided that you don't want to partake in the festivities if that's too much or if you are celebrating just not with food, I want to let you know that it's all okay. We are expected to pretend like this time of year and the things associated with it are all perfect and are all like movie and holiday card material And that's not the reality for some of us. And it's perfectly okay to, or to just do your best to ignore it and go about your day as if it's not happening. So whether you are feeling like you want to do any of those things, I just want to let you know that it's completely normal and there's absolutely no judgment from me and you are valid in your feelings. So let's talk about some pressures And Thanksgiving is almost here, so what I see being the pressure is right now is actually interacting with some people that you might not really want to be organically interacting with over a holiday dinner table. What I was wanting to talk about here is really just any unpleasant interaction where you feel like you have to defend yourself or your decisions or your boundaries, where you feel like you would have to explain yourself or justify yourself. And what I want to go over here is just some basic things for conversations. Also always keeping in mind that you don't have to engage in any of this. And that's the first tip that You don't have to explain yourself and it's okay to not explain yourself because we can't always avoid the people that we feel like we would have to do explaining to, but you can always just stand firm and know that you don't need to validate any of your mindsets, any of your boundaries. You are your own validation. And their opinions are theirs. You don't have to educate anybody, especially if they are not open to it, especially if there's discomfort and maybe some fear around that interaction. You can pull back as much as you want. You don't have to explain any of your opinions. They are going to be just as valid. 
However, if you feel like this is a connection where you are free to do so, you can educate on your boundaries if you want to. And this can be in any way that could come up for me personally. Having recovered from an eating disorder, I would have to check myself around people trying to push diet opinions, toxic behaviors around restrictions, toxic behaviors around deserving food, shaming the enjoyment of food. For you, these might be different. But whatever you have been working on in the past months and the past years, if you want to share about these things, you can. But you are not obligated to change anyone's point of view. So even if you share, don't feel like you have that pressure on you to make anybody change their mind just because you shared something. Diet culture and food stories. I'm going to tell you about food stories here in just a second. These run deep. A lot of people are very defensive about things that sometimes even are not in their own best interest. People will do this when their self-esteem is dependent on their behaviors around their nutrition. So just take the pressure off that you have to change somebody's mind and they have to think like you do. Here's the thing, that's actually work. Even if you were a professional, a family dinner is not the place for you to work on somebody else's issues. So as long as you feel safe sharing, as long as you feel like it's well-received, that's something you can do. But the pressure that I want to take off with this one is the pressure that you need to change anything about anybody else over Thanksgiving dinner. Now let's get into some misconceptions. We are going to touch on overeating only happens on holidays. We do tend to act like it's something even kind of funny to overeat at the family dinner and then we can um, share some laughs about it. For people who this is a problem for, their concern almost gets dismissed. There's this whole entire acting around that this is only something that happens on the holidays. And if you are afraid of overeating, that can actually be a fear that's there for you at every meal time. Something that is useful to remember is using your hunger scale. If this is the first time you hear me talking about a hunger scale and you're like, oh, what is that? I'm going to have in the show notes for you a link to a hunger scale that I use. What basically the hunger scale is is a tool for you to get in touch with your hunger and fullness cues and it's not something that will fix your relationship to overeating or undereating in a snap but it is something that is developing a skill so even without seeing the chart I want you to think about the hunger skill this way is your center is where you are comfortable and you are not hungry or you're not hungry anymore. And then you can move away from the center in both ways. You can either start getting really hungry or you can start getting really full. And what you want to focus in on, focus on is what signs are your body sending either way. Today, just focusing on the overeating, these are going to be your fullness cues. 
So you are going to focus on any feelings of discomfort as you move more and more down on the scale into overeating. You are going to feel more and more of these signs that your body is sending you. So at first you can start out feeling just a little bit uncomfortable and then you might start feeling bloated. And then you start feeling stuffed and you get very uncomfortable. And then you might even get to the point where you're extremely uncomfortable and you're feeling sick and miserable. So what you want to be aware of is that this is a scale and you want to be developing the sense of catching those cues Remember that for you, your first cue might not be just a slight uncomfortableness. You might be used to going past that. So you start already feeling overfull and that's your warning sign. But don't shame yourself for not being able to stop at the first cue. If you are focusing on this and this Thanksgiving is the first time you are trying it, again, you are not aiming for perfection with this. You are aiming to get in touch with you and your body. But this is something that is a really good tool because it's not about prescribing you how much you should eat or how much of a certain thing you should eat. This is going to be really going into your own body and listening to your own senses. And in that way, you can really stay in touch with yourself and just focus on how you feel instead of trying to follow like 50 different rules about eating when you are already in that different situation of a holiday dinner. Misconception number two, this is going to go into something I call food stories. Misconception number two is food is love and refusing food is refusing love. Don't get me wrong, food can be love. You can definitely be served a dinner that is really made with love and it is really going to be a basis of that caring and supporting connection with good and healing people for you. But that's not always the case. And a lot of times things can get really complicated when we have conflicting feelings about food. If you think about your behaviors and your feelings about food as stories, they can be a lot easier to untangle. For example, about Thanksgiving food. If you live in the United States, you have some very specific dishes that you are thinking about. You have a very specific way of gathering that you are thinking about. And that's just like on a, on a larger scale. And then you have your own personal memories and your own personal associations. I grew up in Europe, right? So a lot of times I would have Americans asking me, oh, so what do you guys do for Thanksgiving? And I would have to look at them and, um, we don't, we don't celebrate it. You can see that, oh, just like the concept of imagining not celebrating it, that's removing all of the food stories around that occasion. For me, you know, if I look at that Thanksgiving dinner, now I have all of the past memories and all of the past gathering with uh, my friends here and all of these things. But imagine if somebody has never heard about Thanksgiving and they just look at a Thanksgiving dinner table. They don't have any of those food stories, any of those associations. 
for you personally, if you have a food story like, oh, I always overeat at this dinner table, realize that it's not necessarily a personality trait for you. It can just be a story that you have been repeating so many times that you forget to question it. And the reason why this is powerful is because stories can be changed. Because stories are not who you are. If you have any story about something that is bringing up discomfort or is causing you conflicting feelings, treat it as a story and you can change it. And this is where personally I wanted to touch on the food is love and refusing food is refusing love is because toxic and manipulative people can also cook. The thing to remember here is it's not about food. It's about the stories around it. Anytime you start getting into these murky and conflicting areas, it seems like it's about the food or it's about how much or how little you eat. And it starts becoming this relationship issue with somebody. You need to remind yourself that it's not about the food and you're not better or worse for accepting or refusing that food. If that act of eating or not eating the food or any other type of behavior around the food is causing issues, that is something that is being generated on another level. And now for the third misconception is that your family lives in routines. When the truth of it is that family is not in the routines of how we do something and what we eat and how much of it and what is expected, but it's your connections. You deserve to have your needs respected, whatever they are this holiday season, however you show up. You deserve to have your boundaries respected. Respecting your boundaries around food and related behaviors is love. You don't necessarily have to explain yourself. On the other side of the table, in a loving way, they don't necessarily have to understand you in order to accept you. It's not about food, it's about tangled up issues and relationships, but it's really easy to go back and start blaming yourself and telling yourself that you're wrong for the way that you are trying to take care of yourself when that's not the case. I think it can be helpful to remember that it's not the food. The food is not love itself. The the traditions are not love themselves. It's useful to remember what the real source of love is, making the distinction to anything that's not that and being able to protect yourself and validate yourself and stay true to yourself, whatever the practices that you want to stay true to are this holiday season, whatever it is that is the best and healthiest thing that you are practicing right now. And finally, again, opting out or modifying is perfectly okay. And if somebody is unwilling to understand that, They are not doing that to uphold something that's this beautiful and sacred holiday thing. They are actually trying to invalidate your needs in some way. In their mind, they might be wanting to do the right thing. But what you need is for you to be able to stay in the place where you are validated. 
if that means that you need to opt out from something or modify a routine or a tradition, that is perfectly okay. I'm going to come back on this podcast and talk a little bit more about holidays and eating and nutrition and the mindsets that are related to it as we move towards the end of the year. So go ahead and subscribe if you would like to stay for that. And don't forget to check out the show notes. I am going to be sharing the hunger scale with you for free. So go ahead and grab that for you. You can print it, you can save it to your phone, and it's going to give you a way to check in with your body, with your hunger, and your fullness cues. So go ahead and grab that. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Anna, and you can stay in touch with me and Shaped by Strength on all socials and go to shapedbystrength.com for all the links. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful and peaceful time during this Thanksgiving. And remember to be shaped by strength.